Hi friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City moms by Kansas City moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective community. Hi, friends. Welcome back. We are visiting the topic of the Parent-Teacher Association today, better known as the PTA. Having been around for 125 years, the National PTA is the oldest and largest child advocacy association in America. So when we talked about doing this episode, we knew there was no better mom qualified to speak to this particular organization than Melanie Olson-Cox. You may recognize her name. Uh, She is one of our Kansas City Mom Collective contributors. She's from Lee Summit. She grew up in Lee Summit, and she um, is raising her family of four there currently. She works full-time in the marketing and communications department for a community mental health provider. And she is obviously a very active member of her school's uh, PTA. And she has kids in high school, middle school, and elementary. So it's pretty amazing. We're so excited to discuss all all this with her. And let's get started. Now listen up for a health tip from our friends at Children's Mercy Kansas City. There are a lot of germs being passed around this time of year. Proper hand washing is a simple and effective way to stay healthy. Wet your hands with water, lather and scrub the entire surface, including fingertips and nails with soap for at least 20 seconds, the amount of time it takes to sing the alphabet song. Then rinse and dry hands thoroughly with a single-use towel. Children's Mercy Kansas City is built for kids. That's why they have been taking care of the kids in the community for more than 125 years. Learn more at cmkc.link slash builtforkids. Hi, Melanie. Welcome. Hi, Megan. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking a chunk out of your busy day. I know you're a full-time working mom in addition to um, all the PTA stuff we're going to talk about. So we know time is precious and we appreciate you sharing it. Looking forward to this conversation. Thank you for asking. Yeah, sure. So can we start off by just, can you just address like what is the PTA, especially for, I mean, I think everybody knows in general what it is, but especially for moms that um, have younger kids or just aren't as familiar? Absolutely. The PTA, um, you hear a lot of just PTA, but there's also the PTSA and the PTA is the Parent Teacher Association. The PTSA would be Parent Teacher Student Association. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times the elementary Um, grades are going to be PTAs. And then sometimes through middle school or anywhere where there's sixth grade and up, uh, there could be a parent teacher student association. And the PTA is really just an organization of parents, teachers, and community members who all have an interest in the well-being of children, families, and schools. So, um, you know, they might be parents or adults of students. They might also be community members or business sponsors. Anyone who believes in the cause of the PTA, which is really designed to help advocate for students. That's great. Thank you. So sometimes you also hear PTO. Mm -hmm. Is there a fundamental difference or just semantics? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there actually is. And while I don't, I, you know, I am involved and I am on boards for PTA, um, you know, I'm not, um, I'm an elected board leader for our local units, but I, um, the PTA is really, um, has a backing of like a national organization. Right. Um, oh. so the big difference is it has a lot more administrative, um, I don't want to say opportunities, but mm-hmm. it has over 125 years of student advocacy and it has a lot of that administrative, um, setup. So you're going to have more opportunities to learn, um, to, to kind of learn from others, a legislative structure where you're going to have people helping you learn how to be an advocate, um, opportunities for conventions and things like that. So apparent the PTA is actually a national organization and a lot of our local units will roll up. So a PTO, some of those organizations have been, um, it doesn't have that same structure, I guess is what you could say. So mm-hmm. it may still benefit a school. It may still have a lot of great involved folks, but it is actually fundamentally very different. Okay. Interesting. I just Googled yeah. it after talking. Yes. <laughs> and I, all I could get was paid time off. So I had to, <laughs> I I had to say schools. <laughs> well, the, there, and just to, you know, reaffirm, there are some schools who likely have a PTO that's they're they're volunteering in and working in, and I don't want to discount their hard work or their um, desire to benefit their school because that is real. Um, I think the difference with PTA and the, the part that we'll get to, to in a little bit more is, um, it really does have the advocacy piece where mm-hmm. um, they help you understand, you know, what they're advocating for and why and why it's so important. So I think that's different. I, th- I think um, the other thing I hear people say is, you know, people didn't like to pay for maybe state dues or national dues, mm-hmm. but yeah. truly that administrative structure can benefit you in so many ways and has benefited me. So we can talk more about that too, as we yeah. have this conversation. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. at our school, the, I will admit I've only been to a few meetings, mm-hmm. um, but they vary between evening, daytime, after a school event, um, and I assume that's to try to get as many people as involved as possible. So can you talk a little bit about your journey getting involved in the PTA and then what kinds of people are traditionally involved in the PTA, you know, working moms, stay-at-home moms, dads, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe just different, you know, I mentioned this earlier before we started talking, but my middle school, like, surprise was, oh, there's a middle school PTA, and <laughs> they're going to be emailing me too. So <laughs> talk a little bit about the span of just the people involved in um, the different seasons of parenting. Sure. Yeah. So I do have a unique perspective on um, the seasons of parenting, I guess you could say. I currently have a student in elementary, a student in middle school, and two students in high school. So I do have, you know, a a broad range of experience, and I've been involved in PTA for over 10 years. Um, I think historically, we know people have, you know, thought of it as an elementary, you're helping plan parties, and you're maybe you know, organizing teacher gifts and all those things are true, uh, but there's still a need for the PTA and the other grade levels too. So as far as how to get involved, um, when I started, it was, I I was in social media. So I I saw that they looked like they could use some support in that area. So I just said, Hey, what if I helped um, with your social media? I don't want to be on the board. I have limited time. I cannot be at school because I had small children at home, but for my older students now, um, 
I said, that would be a great way I could help. So I would help make some graphics, set up some events and do kind of, you know, an hour or two of work. And as I got involved, I saw how things worked and maybe how things could be better. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, in a nice way, right? Like Mm -hmm. we always see opportunities, (laughs) right? (laughs) Or how to be a change maker, how to make a difference. Yes. So I think think that's great. I think that's, sorry to interrupt you, but I do think that's important because I think sometimes it's, it's very easy to see things that are not going as you maybe think that they should or that they could be better and not doing anything about it. So I think it's great that you saw maybe that there was like a gap and you offered to help fill that gap. And I think that's a good reminder to myself and maybe a few others. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, it, it's hard because sometimes there's, you know, they're locked in groups or, you know, it's groups of people and, and I'm not particularly, well, I can put on a good face and be in, in, in social situations and I'm in a, the business of community and events planning and things professionally, um, personally, you know, I wasn't really looking for a, a group of people to spend time with or be mm-hmm. really good friends with or anything. I was looking to do, you know, kind of work. And along the way, have I made great relationships? Sure. Um, but I really do manage and look at this like a business, right? This is something I'm involved in. It has a purpose. So as far as getting involved, I would say do it at your level that you can. Um, if you see something you don't like, we often are quick to just dismiss it or, you know, I don't think this of most of my group, but some people are quick to be critical. Uh, but there are ways you could reach out and say, Hey, I, I see that, you know, maybe I could help with this. I only have, you know, one hour, but I could help with this. Or so I, I think just to get involved is to start by being aware. And if that is attending a meeting or if your meetings are, if they have hybrid, we've tried to offer hybrid options so people can at least have some listening awareness and, you know, become a member. I mean, even if you aren't going to attend meetings or don't have time to volunteer, you can join for usually less than $20. And that goes a long way when we talk about um, advocating for students, having a high level of members. Um, And I I do think um, that's a very, it it seems small, right? But it actually Mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. So yeah, that's I would great. Say, yeah. Get started small if you can, but try to listen, be aware, ask questions. That's good. Yeah. So in your experience, what are, what do you feel like are some of the misconceptions with PTA that you feel like need to be addressed? Yeah. You clear the air. <laughs> yeah. Let's clear the air. Well, I definitely believe that the PTA needs to continue to do, you know, um, share its messages in a little more clear way. But I think historically people think of it as a very homogenous group of people. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, I had that misconception too, right? It's Mm -hmm. typically female or stay at home only parents that are planning parties or Mm -hmm. spending time at school. And what I found is, I mean, that could be the case in, in so many places, but overall the past 10 years, I've really had and the experience of working with a variety of people and the more clear we could be about what we needed help with, like, let's say we need help with our website. We, we need help with email marketing. When I, the more clear we could ask for those specific things, yeah. the more variety of people we got to help us. And um, look, we still need people who can plan parties and love to do that. That's a huge skill set too. But I do think that's a misconception. So sure. The, the PTA is a huge um, 
we're focused on inclusion and diversity. And I think just um, trying to be an inclusive group and just not assume that, uh, you know, in my experience, the majority of people I work with on the PTA are um, working parents and mm-hmm. or working in some fashion type of parents. So I think we can just do a better job of you know, saying, (laughs) talking about who we are and trying to highlight people, we try really hard to recognize our leaders and share our volunteers. So just Mm -hmm. showcasing like, hey, look, this is a person who helps with our website. And we're, you know, gender, it doesn't matter. You can do anything with with us. Mm -hmm. That's good. So Melanie, back to the party planning. Um, (laughs) What, can you talk about some of the other roles, perhaps that the PTA has? Other than party planning, like for those or of like us the who carnival. maybe or the carnival or the like auctions, events. it's like, like events, right? Like fundraising and parties. I feel like mm-hmm. is the those are the two things you stereotypical. Think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those are, and you know, a lot of it's driven by like what your administration and your school goals are. So the PTA exists to advocate for every student with one voice. So we do have a fundraising aspect, which we typically look at as you know, a couple different efforts or one big effort. And then that those monies will go to different things. Like, um, they could go to specific school programs. They could go to, um, we've done some teacher fund requests trying to support the classrooms for, you know, different student needs. Some schools support field trips. Um, we try to keep it so it's really balanced, right? That every student is affected by the money. So whatever money we raise, it's not towards one grade or one effort, um, but really it, it can benefit the entire school and every student. Um, I would say other roles, which you guys know this being in the business you're in, but communications is huge. Everyone mm-hmm. needs help with their um, organization, you know, organizing our Google Drive, setting up our appointments, graphic design, um, website, email. Um, we also, the PTA also has numerous grants and programs you can talk about um, internet safety, and you can, you know, so people who may have experience writing, writing a grant or like to fill out forms, <laughs> you don't even really um, need to know how to do a grant. But so I think there's just a lot more um, depth to it. And mm-hmm. um, you're going to need someone who's a treasurer, somebody who, um, in my school, a lot of the schools, the PTA is responsible for a yearbook, Yeah, whether yeah. they work with the students or not. So there's, you know, another huge project from photography to design and um, gosh, the list goes on sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I have to really be mindful of not going through the list because it is so, it is so deep. But um, I really think there is, you know, I try to tell people like, you tell me, you know, what you like to do, how many hours you want, you know, and we can, we can find a place for you or a teammate or a committee or, you know, something, but boundaries, we try to have really clear boundaries too. Like, we try to keep our meetings to an hour. That's, you know, the amount of time that people <laughs> want to do. We've tried to have high, you know, we have hybrid meetings. We set timelines. We don't just have this never ending um, meeting, which yeah. I, I think people respect that. So yes. I would just say, if you have something you love to do, ask and a person would love to help you get involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. The last, I was telling Megan, the last PTA meeting I went to, was like three schools in our area combined because it was representatives from the state board and mm-hmm. our local board just talking about issues they're facing. And there were probably less than 10 people there. Oh my and it word. was so disappointing because I yeah. don't think parents realize 
how many of those decisions, this one in particular, where mm-hmm. they were talking about like COVID funding and how it was running out. Mm-hmm. And that meant they were going to have to cut counselors and some of these, you know, mm-hmm. positions they'd gotten to fund because of that. Um, you know, and that really affects your perception of the school. And so not understanding mm-hmm. the things that are kind yeah. of under control. Um, but that's, I think, a huge part of being involved in PTA is just that understanding. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Every time I go, I usually leave, even before I was in the like a leadership role, I would always leave feeling energized, even if there was something I was giving, or I would use my meeting time to create graphics or set up events. I would try to work while I listened, but I always left feeling like I knew more and I was more mm-hmm. aware. And, mm-hmm. at, and most of my experience, we have administrators that attend or teacher representatives. So at every meeting I participate in at the, each level, elementary, middle, and high, I see face-to-face an administrator for my kid's school. Yeah. And, you know, that doesn't typically mean I'm having a one-off conversation every time, but they're participating at, and that to me means a lot, right? Yeah. So I know if I do need something, you know, it's not that I have an in per se, it's just, I know how things work. Yeah. I know, you know they're paying attention. And, and I think we miss those opportunities. Now, you guys know, as busy parents, we mm-hmm. are busy. So, you know, we know, I really try to go into these things with my members that, Hey, we know you may not be able to make it. Um, we've gotten feedback. People do like to meet in the libraries. We do let them bring, um, students if they, you know, if they have elementary kids, they Mm -hmm. need to bring so that they can participate. That's fine. Um, in middle school, they can participate and, and, and high school, it's a PTSA. So students can join. And, um, I think we just have to say those things. You guys know too, like we, Mm -hmm. We sometimes think people know that, right? Like I think, oh, they, they should know they could bring their kid. It's the school library, but they don't. Yeah. <laughs> so just stopping to like make a little video. Hey, if you want to come and you need to bring your student, as long as they don't have goldfish and soda, right? Like they, <laughs> we're in the library, so you can have water. <laughs> bring sure. your kids. And, and it's okay if you leave early. And I, I think we just, we forget. And I'm at a stage now where I don't have any little kids. So mm-hmm. it isn't as big of a deal. But when it was, that messaging would have been a appreciated because I was, um, at one point, you know, I had two little kids at home and two in elementary and my time was really, it was hard to do. Yeah. So were you involved in the beginning? Because like selfishly, this is a personal question, but (laughs) having like a baby and then having a middle schooler, I haven't gotten super involved because I'm kind of like, well, my season is coming and it's not yet. (laughs) But when I have, you know, not divided between so many different schools and places, then I can really dive in. So how did you navigate kind of when it was the right time to really get involved? Yeah, I think, I I think for me, the Enneagram aid in me is a um, bit of a social justice person. And I love Mm -hmm. the focus on the legislative piece. So early on when I had elementary kids, but two little kids at home, I, I just tried to make the meeting and do the graphics and post and, you know, kind of help out as far as like, I wasn't on the board. I didn't have any, you know, responsibilities, but it gave me good graphic design practice because I was a a social media freelancer. Mm -hmm. And I think the turning point for me, honestly, is just seeing some of the um, public school policies that our legislators are trying to enact or um, the way they're not fully funding schools or the way they're not willing to Uh, protect our public schools. And no matter if people choose to send their children to public school or private school, 
um, our communities are so are built around public schools. So when I started to see um, some of the risk and how much work the advocacy team at PTA and national PTA put in, I was really wanting to be a part of that. And I think that was my, I felt very strongly about, you know, hosting, you know, candidate forums for Board of Education and really getting involved to spread the message that, hey, guys, our communities need our public schools. This is this is where the majority of students are educated. Yeah. 90% yeah. or more are educated in our public schools. So we really have to start talking about this. Yeah, so I think. And for a business, <laughs> for the business owner, Sarah, I would say you'll know <laughs> when the time is right. And you there's no rush, right? Like the PTA has 125 years. It can wait for you. If you're able to join and just be a member and at least, um, not at least, if you're able to join and be a member, you would get some of those like action alerts or legislative yes, alerts that I would just that. make you aware. <laughs> yes, that's great. See, done. Just a, just a little Gold worthless, star. not that worthless, but like a little. <laughs> hey, I'm a little worthless. I am a room parent this year. <laughs> that's a lot. Oh my gosh. And I am that is a lot. never doing it again. I'm saying it publicly. <laughs> it is on air. It is documented. Listen up, everyone. (laughs) Well, do you know, that is a good point because do you know what? One thing I've really never done is I've never been a room parent. So Mm -hmm. my way of leading and being a part of this has been in a different role. And I don't want people to discount that, right? Like everything you do is, is matters and will benefit. So thank you for being a room parent. Well, yes, I, it's not my calling. (laughs) It's it's still coming. Something is still waiting out there for me, but (laughs) <laughs> hey, Sarah, if you can wrangle the, the contributor um, content creator group that you do with us, I think you oh, got yeah. it. Oh, yeah. She's got it. <laughs> I don't know if you've met any fourth grade boys lately. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay. So one of the things, like as we were preparing for this, that came up was um, just the difference in schools. And we, at yes. least in the school district that Megan and I are in, I feel like there's a lot of talk about some of the schools are blessed with extremely high engagement, active PTAs, Yes, lots of money coming in. And so they're, I mean, as simple as like, look at their school carnival compared to the one down the street. Not that that's like a key issue. But in the spring, it does show up. Right. But I mean, that permeates through all school issues. So can you just... Talk a little bit about your thoughts on that of with even within districts or across the metro or the state, you know, you just see this high engagement and money and then you see, you know, maybe even they don't even have a PTA mm-hmm. or and, like barely, right? barely making it. Yeah. And the money in general, yeah. at least in our district, does not yeah. flow between. It's not like everything goes into a pot and then is yes. distributed equally. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that just feels... Well, and I worry too, not to go off on a totally different topic, but with the, I mean, what's the, what's the, um, fancy term, like the freedom of school choice that's coming up. Well, yeah. Open mm-hmm. enrollment. Open Thank you. Open in enrollment in Kansas. Um, I worry about that yeah. with PTA as well. Yeah. Right. I don't know. What do you think yeah. about that? <laughs> that's a great point. Well, I, I would just bring us back to the, the reason why I am so passionate about being in a parent teacher association through PTA.org and national PTA. Um, part of which is that administrative structure that takes you there, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, so I'll, specifically for the district I'm in, all of the units roll up to a council and our district council, as we refer to it, um, kind of helps look at some of those, you know, 
discrepancies or um, inadequacies, if you will, and try to make it more equitable, allowing um, some of the dues that, you know, people pay to our district council to go to, say, any Title I schools. And I, I am in Missouri, so if I don't use the same language, I don't always know if the same language applies to Kansas, but I don't know um, either. So far, yeah, so, so the title, <laughs> the title one schools in our district, um, they're in our you know district would be schools that maybe have a certain percentage on free and reduced lunch, et cetera. Yeah. So basically, just talking about, um, so we've tried to find ways to make it more equitable, offering them you know scholarships or helping them with resources. Like you know, we've been successful in this event because we've engaged high school students. Mm-hmm. Here's a group of high school students that need community service to graduate. Here's mm-hmm. how you can contact them or can I contact them for you? What do you need to be successful? And, you know, just like any cause, the cause of the PTA, sometimes I think it's overlooked for more exciting causes, if you will, right? Like, it might be more exciting to be a part of a different organization. But Mm -hmm. the PTA does have a lot of exciting things going on. It has a lot of great business partnerships. It has a lot of great um, information that's provided and has a lot of great leaders at the state and national level. And again, with 125 years of history, there's proven, you know, tactics and um, things that help. So I guess I would just say if there's a district-wide council, that's great. If there's not that structure, if maybe more of the schools are operating in a PTO, Mm -hmm. it might be time to consider. Um, But, you know, and then that's one of the things I've tried to help with. I've tried to help with, and I know a lot of our leaders have is just identifying where there could be opportunities. But just like anything, it takes somebody to say, "Like, hey, we we're going to do this now, right? Yeah. Like, we're gonna, yeah. um, we're gonna focus on this. We're gonna ask for help, and we're gonna put our time and effort into it." But I do think there's a a large movement of people that want to do that. It'll never be perfect, but yeah, we're we're willing to try. <laughs> sure, sure. No, that's that's helpful. So what has helped you kind of stay motivated? And I think it's amazing that you've been involved for a decade, um, especially (laughs) in three different levels of school, I think is amazing too. So how do you stay motivated with all that? Or how have you stayed motivated and avoided burnout during that process or during that time? Yeah. My number one thing I love to do is I like recognizing others. I really enjoy, you know, highlighting our our board members, our volunteers. I like sending the thank yous or, Mm -hmm. you know, posting the photos on our bulletin board. Um, Recognizing people goes a long way, right? Uh, Yes. Um, Recognizing our school admin, speaking out at board meetings, things like that. So for me, um, and then just really being clear about the goals every year at this, you know, over the summer, I try to think about we obviously have unit goals, but like, also what's my goal? Like, why do I like to do this? Why am mm-hmm. I spending three to four nights a month or more away from home to advocate for PTA? Like, why mm-hmm. is this so important? And, you know, I think just remembering, not just the remember your why, but mm-hmm. recognizing people and being really specific about what that looks like. If it's, you know, building level, um, unit level, district level, Um, and then just trying to bring people in and so many people have a skill, a talent, a passion, and it's just not utilized. It can Mm -hmm. be so simple. Um, Mm -hmm. but just asking people what they like to do. So I I think the people part of it keeps me motivated and seeing the students, when you see the students benefit from, you know, a grant we applied for, or when we, um, you know, try to educate the our, we did an elementary smart talk where it was a national grant. We try to educate parents about how to use 
you know, devices and manage internet time safely. And I think just seeing some of those learning opportunities are, are big. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, I was going to say burnout. Oh, I I do think it's really okay to be really direct with people. Like I have Mm -hmm. two hours a month I'm willing to spend on this. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think we've gotten better at that as adults. I'm, I'll be 40, I'm 45. And I think I'm Mm -hmm. finally realizing that if I can just tell people, Hey, I, this is how much time I can dedicate to this. Yeah. And beyond that, you know, here's what I believe I can do in that time. Beyond that, I'm I'm not able to do that. And I can say no. Believe it or not, you guys, I can say yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. And I think, <laughs> I think at least with RPTA, I know that it, it's like a term set up, you know. So if I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. do the email list or I'm going to be in charge of membership or dues or whatever, I know that there isn't a light at the end of the tunnel in May and I can be done. Right. Um, so right. that's helpful too, maybe just knowing that if it's yeah. not your thing you can not do it forever. So, like, <laughs> Absolutely. Like Hopefully somebody will find your thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. So when you think about just the future of PTA and how schools are kind of changing, what would you like to see more of from PTAs in Kansas and Missouri? Yeah, I would say, you know, a focus on membership, which may sound silly. Um, no, I do sometimes. I, I used think it used to be like, oh, they just want my money. Like, it's just one more thing. But honestly, those membership numbers and when they go up, it's it's not just something I'd be, I can be proud of. It does actually help, even if it is for like so, somewhat selfish reasons. We can, when I have, if someone's a member, I can email them directly, right? And we know what that, the power that can have. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes that power is sending them an alert about the legislative things we need them to do or take action on. Or maybe it's simply they get first dibs on signing up for something that's really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but become a member and stay a member, you know, engage that way. Um, and as far as m- something I want more of, I would say, you know, people to pay attention to what is going on in the legislature with our um, school bills. I know in Kansas, it's the ESAs and in Missouri, it's similar talk, but they, they're talking a lot about school choice. And I'll be honest, Missouri, they got close last year. Um, and this year, there's already been probably seven or eight bills filed in the Missouri House about school choice and really would divert public money to private schools. So we need people to speak out and really stand up for our community schools. If there's something you like about your community school, your public school, um, you need to talk about it. You need to share about it. Um, You need to thank people for it. Tell your administrators, talk about it publicly. Um, If you love your community school, you know, school choice or these ESAs could really change the way community schools look and feel for students. So, you know, I'd say even to a private school parent, you know, I respect people's choices very much. Mm-hmm. And, but I would say just, we need to really um, protect our public schools. So mm-hmm. if private, you know, school parents feel passionately about public schools too, that we'd ask them to speak out and really be focused on that. So I would say a little more scrutiny, a little more focus on what is happening because it's not a guarantee that your community school stays the way it is. That's very true. I mean, and I found the information from the PTA on those topics to be very helpful because sometimes some of those bills are framed as positive for students without the context of what that would do to individual schools or the system or people that are different than us. Um, Mm -hmm. And so 
it's been helpful to have the PTA kind of talk about it from that whole school, whole community lens. And then those action points of, you know, we've had sometimes where they'll bring postcards to the meeting for people to fill out right there. Yeah, that's helpful. With talking points, just so that you understand. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. Anything you can do during those meeting times, it's action oriented. And you're right. Um, you know, it, I don't, we don't have time to get into the details, but the basics are for so many years, our public schools have educated over 90% of our students and that makes such strong communities. So when they talk about these bills that would divert public money for some, sometimes in Missouri, we already have underfunded schools. They're not fully funding the formula. So I think when we talk about it, we, we just really have to understand that, Hey man, a private school may work better for a certain student. And that's great. I respect that choice. However, when you take public money and put it towards that private school for people who already could choose private school, you're, you're making a decision for your community that's bound to fail. And and we may not fail, say in Shawnee Mission and Lee Summit Mm -hmm. before other public districts fail, right? More rural, more um, districts that already have less students. So I think, and that is what we have to think about. It, It does matter, right? To the whole, this is, this is how we we aren't just one person, one student. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, definitely. So last final question, what would be, you think like, if you can choose the single most important thing you'd want for <laughs> our moms and listeners to know regarding PTA? Mm. I, oh gosh, it, that it's an inclusive group. And if, if it's not seemingly inclusive, it should be PTA advocates for that. And that mm-hmm. um, PTA doesn't have to define your life. Uh, yes, I've, donate, <laughs> I've donated and I enjoy this cause, but I do truly enjoy it. And I think mm-hmm. people that work with me see that I really do like this. This is my thing. I, I mm-hmm. like it, but it doesn't have to be that way. And I don't treat, you know, that isn't how I apply it to everyone. So I would say, you know, that it, it's really important for you to join and be a member, but it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be all in and, um, you know, but we do need you, right? Like yeah. our schools need you and um, our students need you. And so I think the important thing is to just hopefully people walk away with a little more awareness, maybe a willingness to consider that membership fee and, you know, willing to ask questions. Yeah. And just for context too, our membership fee, I think is $10. Yeah. And I, and I, I don't know if that's, if it's consistent across schools or districts, but I mean, point being the membership fee is for us is less than a dollar. It's always hard because like people think at $10, it doesn't matter if they join and like, it's kind of a tough situation, but but the truth, yeah, the truth is it does help. And some of those, if it's a PTA, do go to national and state. But again, those are resources for you. And I've benefited from those resources. And we try to have, we try to attend trainings and um, conventions. There's legislative conferences. And I, you know, everyone that in the PTA is a volunteer, which is another important factor. <laughs> yeah. So um, just keep that in mind. But yeah, no, it, it's, the membership fee is affordable. So if you're able to do that, it really does make a difference. I would say that's the number one thing is join. That's great. Thank you so much. This has been informative and helpful and And energizing all you do. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. Anyone that is on your social media channels knows how much that you advocate for schools and for your own children and everybody's kids. You help keep a lot of this stuff on my personal radar too, which I always really appreciate about you. So 
Thank you. Well, that means a lot. Thanks, you guys. That means a lot. I, I know it's, um, yeah, I really appreciate that. Thanks again for the time. Absolutely. Thanks, Melanie. All right, Sarah, what is your favorite thing in Kansas City at the moment? Well, we just celebrated an eighth birthday with a Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey theme. (laughs) So I used to make my cakes way back in the day when they were babies, and I do not anymore. Uh Uh-huh. That's another thing I am not. That's not my calling either. Say no to that. Say no. Um, And so we have used lots of different people, but um, this year have twice now used uh, McLean's Cakery, Mm -hmm. which is McLean's Market, but... The one in Waldo is also a um, the cakery, oh, and so they did my youngest first birthday a like watermelon cake, so and then cute. a adorable like smash cake, and then they came up with a Taylor and Travis theme for oh my god my eight year old so, and Amazing. they did great, and I was able to provide just like screenshots and that Lucy had showed me, and they came up with something, and it was awesome. Yes. So great. So great. Now, can you get cakes from their other locations? Do you know that? You have to um, – there might be some, but I always pick mine up. Like okay. Overland Park, you can't. Okay. I have can't to go to Waldo. There. And then Shawnee, they've got one too, right? I think so, maybe. Okay. Um, but the, it's a inquiry like online you can do. And they have some standard ones that, depending on your theme, you might be able to just like pick. Yeah. Um, but then – and I found them like pretty affordable too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're – Always beautiful and they taste so good. Yes, it's totally worth it. Those two things don't always go together. Better than the box and (laughs) what I can do. Yes. For sure. All right. How about you? My favorite thing. um, My husband and I recently got to experience um, axe throwing at Blade and Timber at Town Center in Leewood. And they may have more locations, but that's the one we went to. Um, It was cathartic. It was therapeutic. Were you worried that it was, was going to come fun. back and hit you? No. And you know what? When you throw the thing, it you know, you think it's going to stick, but a lot of times it hits and it bounces back, but it doesn't bounce back so far. They give you a full orientation when you get started so that you don't end up with an axe to the face because that's what I feel like is going to happen to me. <laughs> no, it really doesn't bounce that far. If it would have... <laughs> was going to happen it would have happened to me i saw a video once you know? oh my gosh no probably- it was so fun um yeah that you get there you book a 90 it's a 90 minute slot um and you can obviously pick your time somebody comes they help you kind of with your form uh if you will mm-hmm. and then um let's see i'm trying to think of other little little tidbits about it um yep you do sign a waiver so that does indicate danger potential danger, but you can do those online or in death in the place. Um, they have a happy hour, which sounds dangerous, but they, <laughs> they do limit and they're, they're a responsible place. Um, every Monday to Thursday from four to six. And then they have family play, which I think is hysterical every Thursday from four to eight. Now your kid has to be 10 to throw the ax. Is it heavy? Uh, Kind of. Like, were you sore? No, I wasn't sore. Probably because <laughs> I'm so athletic, Sarah. That's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, it was like, it was so fun. Like, I cannot recommend it enough. Like, I left so happy that I just, you know. That's fun. Thrown axes for 90 minutes. It was great. So, anyways, go that- throw axes and then go get a cake. 
It'll be great. Thanks Valentine's Day is coming. It'll be perfect. <laughs> That's exactly. Axes and cakes. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for spending part of your day with us. We would love for you to share this podcast with other Kansas City moms, as well as rate and review, as this helps others find us. We would also love to hear from you, whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode, an idea for a future topic, or just to tell us how you're doing. We are here for you. You can email us anytime at kcncpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Momcast.